You're listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. All right, here we go, boys. It's coming down to it. Three games remain of not only the NFL season, but the football season as a whole. That's college football. Unless, you know, USFL. Never mind, USFL's coming. That that counts. No, it doesn't. Um, I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Durlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDurlin53. I'm Tyler Svatinaya. You can find me at underscore Swavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. We got the band back together. Uh, I'm back for this show. And it's a good one to be back for because we are previewing championship weekend and more specifically Chiefs and Bengals as the Chiefs host their historic fourth consecutive AFC title game from Arrowhead Stadium. This one against Joey B and the Bengals. You know, uh, this is, what a game. What a game against the Bills. Um, all-time classic. All-time, all-time great quarterback shootout between Allen and Mahomes. For me personally, I had to kind of remind myself, like, oh, yeah, there's still another game before the Super Bowl after that one because, you know, that, that was just such an emotional and such a hectic victory. What are you guys' is like? What are you guys' feelings about hosting a fourth straight for the Chiefs after, you know, where the Chiefs have come from, even during some good years, still not being able uh, to have a lot of postseason success? Um, you know, what does that feel like? And then what are you guys thinking about this game specifically as, as the Chiefs try to go to the third consecutive Super Bowl? Uh, well, I mean, first off, it, it's not just Kansas City's fourth in a row. This is Andy Reid is now the first coach in NFL history to go to four back-to-back championships, NFC, AFC, with two different teams. So that's historical, not only for Kansas City, uh, but it's historical for uh, Andy Reid as well. Um, for this game specifically, uh, I, I think it means – just as much to the city as it does to the team and the players and the, and the organization as a whole, um, man, like this is something that the city has just been drugged through the mud of being fans of this team. And largely one of the best and most supportive fan bases um, in all of the NFL. Uh, even I, I remember as a kid, I mean, we even had blackouts. I mean, they blacked out the game. The only time that you could, there were certain games where, you had to listen to it on the radio because it, li- it wasn't even on local television. It was just bad, bad years. And so to, to be in the position that we are, one, is extremely lucky. And two, I don't think anybody, and you can see it on Twitter, no matter how much crap we're talking to other teams, is taking this for granted. Uh, and it's very exciting. I know this, this Bengals team is, is solid. We lost to them earlier this year. Uh, and I expect a bang-up game. Yeah, uh, this Chiefs team is unreal, the things they're doing uh, historically, obviously going to four straight uh, conference championship games is unreal. Uh, Even going to two in a row is pretty unheard of in this league uh, because the NFL is known to be as a league of parity. But Patrick Mahomes and company are – they're 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 rising above the the parody. They're they're rising above uh, the challenges that are that, that have been they've been faced with uh, in these last four postseasons. Um, trust me, we've had some dire dire moments in these past four years of the postseason. Um, 
I am very surprised I don't have a heart attack at this point. But the the way this team's playing right now, uh, after watching that Bills game and just watching how freaking high they rose to that occasion, um, and seeing the level of football this team can play. I, I I am so damn excited for this Bengals game because I know the Bengals are good and the Bengals, they have Jamar Chase and they have T Higgins and they have Tyler Boyd and they have Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow and they got a, a decent tight end. But the the things that Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and then the, the large amount of role players that we have uh, going on, uh, with our, our running backs and our wide receiver three position, wide receiver four position, the, the things that this team are they're doing on the field is a work of art, and it's it, it really hasn't been replicated in the history of football. Yeah, and that's the thing. Tyler alluded to it. You were talking about it with, with this amount of championship run here for the Chiefs. Like, like you said, Caleb, even getting back-to-back, is not very common. We've seen it a number of times in our lifetime, but you know, it still doesn't only by special teams, only by special teams. Yeah. yeah, Pretty much like it's a rare thing to do. And then hosting four in a hosting four in a row has never happened in the history of the sport. Not even the Patriots hosted that many in a row. They hosted a lot and they made like eight in a row or nine in a row or something like that. Something stupid. Yeah. Nine in a row. Ridiculous. That's super dumb. And that's that even by the chiefs may be a feat unequaled because they were 13 mm-hmm. seconds and a coin flip away from not getting to a fourth straight. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, that's crazy. Even an amazing quarterback on an amazing team, it, that may never happen again, but regardless of that, like hosting four in a row, there's also a little bit element of luck in there of like, you know, what happens if, if, you know, the Ravens don't lose the Titans um, in, in or, 2019. All right. You're going to Baltimore. Coin the coin flips tails right exactly you're or not going to this Ryan, one you know Ryan and Fitzpatrick doesn't win that game against the Patriots exactly what happens even even if you do beat the Bills what happens if the Bengals shank the field goal that won the game in Nashville that game goes to overtime and, and who knows like you know you might be going to Nashville instead of hosting Cincinnati um but that's part of the game right like that's part of what the sport is uh, and I don't think you can like take that away from the Chiefs. You can acknowledge it for sure. It's like, hey, yeah, they did get a you know, little break here and there, but they still won the games, man. They still won the games. They've still done everything they had to do to get to the spot. And, and they've done it. And the only man that stopped them so far is Tom Brady. And from that perspective, I get why some people oh. wanted the Brady rematch. You said D Ford wrong. You said D Ford wrong. I said D Ford, and I, I mispronounced coin flip um, as well. Yeah, those, those two things especially. Um, I get why some people did want the Brady rematch, you know, because the only the only quarterback that has beat them in the playoffs under Mahomes is Brady. I don't want Tom Brady near another Super Bowl in the rest of my life, so I'm I'm good with hitting out. Uh, but so let's talk about this game specifically. Obviously, not that long ago, just a, a handful of weeks ago, uh, I mean, over about a month ago now, I suppose, um, the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Cincinnati. Uh, 34-31, really strange game. The Chiefs up by 11, 14 or 11 at halftime. I think it was 28-17 at the break. They lose that game 34-31. Offense goes super cold in the second half. The defense really wasn't great throughout. Uh, they got worse as it went, it felt. Uh, weird game, weird game. Jamar Chase went off. Joe Burrow had a great game. But the Chiefs did not play well, especially in the second half in that game. 
mm-hmm. and and you know, well, I have heard though. According to Kyle Brandt, the Chiefs made no mistakes in the game in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, if you listen to G- or watch GMFB, uh, he said that the Chiefs made no mistakes. Perfect game. Uh, against the Bengals, and they still lost. And I would uh, I would throw a challenge flag at you, Kyle. I don't think that's true. <laughs> actually as someone who watched that game and watched Dan Sorensen be 15 yards away from Jamar Chase when he was supposed to be covering Jamar Chase that feels like yeah. a mistake but so so with that being said though the Bengals did beat the Chiefs what do you guys think that means for this AFC championship game I think there's there's two things that you have to look at number one we can go back and, and look at last week um, against the Bills and say why uh, why did the defense struggle so much well number one you got Tyron Matthew out of the lineup for the basically the entire game. Uh, and then you have Steve Spagnolo, who just uh, everybody knows my feelings. And I think most people do hold this the same feelings in regard. Now let's go ahead and jump back uh, to the week when we played the Bengals and lost uh, at the at the end of the game. Look again, Tyron Matthew only played 60% of the snaps. He was a little banged up. He was a little, you know, out of the game uh, for 40, 40% of it. And then go back and look and, and Chavarius Ward got burned eight times. He was targeted nine times and gave up eight receptions. Steve, Steve Spagnolo calls a cover zero blitz. The defensive line mm-hmm. uh, in the first half of the game played absolutely fantastic and then were, were no shows in the second half of the game. So number one, I think they made really good. I think the Bengals were really good at making adjustments. Number two, Steve Spagnuolo is awful. Number three, Tyron Matthew has to play the full game. He has to play the full game. Now, the good news is out of that is that Tyron Matthew and Rashad Fenton, who Mike Hughes is playing because Rashad Fenton has been out, both, both of them full participants. have been full participants two days in a row for Rashad Fenton, one day today uh, being Thursday for Tyron Matthew being back mm-hmm. at practice, fully, fully helmeted, shoulder padded up. So he is good to go. We'll Honestly, by, back in. by the time they're listening to this, he will probably have cleared concussion protocols, barring anything we, crazy. He was a full participant in practice today. You are not allowed to be a full participant in any practice or even in a limited capacity unless you have been cleared from protocol. So they have not well, announced it, but he is he is I, been listed I think, as full participants in practice. I think there is another evaluation like after practice for that. I think it's the to be finalized. I think it's so. the independent one. They they he's been cleared by team doctors. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Uh, he had to be to, cleared they, they by somebody to practice by in full. So that's Correct. a super good sign. It's not Correct. that he just went out there and did it because he wanted to. Oh, or they're still one. waiting for the paperwork to come in from the from the uh, uh, independent doctor study. The facts let's take a look come in before at, five o'clock today. At the injury <laughs> report, uh, real quick uh, for the Chiefs, uh, not a whole. There's a lot of names on the injury report. I won't go through them all because they. We're all but one a full participant on Thursday. The only limited participant was Daryl Williams. He was a full participant on Wednesday, Thursday limited. Um, so it seems like you would expect, again, depending on exactly what happens with Tyron Matthew, but things are looking up for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you would kind of expect everyone on the injury report to play come Sunday for the Chiefs. Uh, for the Bengals, uh, Cam Sample, defensive end, uh, has not practiced either day with a groin injury. Uh, the, the two days we have so far, everyone else, um, Joe Burrow uh, is on the list, full, full participant both days. And then there was two limiteds, uh, Stanley Morgan, a wide receiver, 
and Josh uh, Tapau, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, defensive tackle uh, with a knee. Um, only only like six guys on that injury report for the Bengals. So it looks like both teams are going to be quite healthy or at yep. least going to have their full complements um, going into this game. What I would expect um, to, to finish up my thought there is to, what I expect is number one, there's going to be adjustments. Uh, well, I should say number one, um, Andy Reid and this Chiefs team is very, very, very hard to beat two times within the same season. I haven't seen it done uh, in quite a few, uh, if at all, um, since Andy Reid has been here. I don't believe we ha- we haven't lost to two. We haven't lost back to back games to anybody in the division, um, and that makes twenty eighteen really Patriots. Twenty eighteen Patriots. There you go. But uh, that might genuinely the be damn like the Super only Bowl. one since the Bronco era. I, I legit well, think that's the, the only one Super Bowl. since the Manning era. Of <laughs> or the Broncos. since the Manning era of the Broncos. So, um, number one, it, it's nearly impossible. You have a less than a one percent chance of making that happen. Um, just like if you're winning, or trying to win in overtime uh, in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that that's number one. Number two, the adjustments are coming watch out. This is, this isn't regular season, Andy Reed. This isn't regular season, Patrick Mahomes. You're dealing with a different animal and a different beast and all facets of the area. Number three, look for defensive changes. You've got Tyron and Rashad Fenton back. Look for there to be no one-on-one coverage with Jamar Chase and look for stunts, stunts, stunts on the defensive line. I think we're actually going to dial back a little bit of the, uh, of the blitzing pressure because that offensive line is absolutely awful. As we saw, Joey Burrow got sacked nine times last week against the Tennessee defensive line. And I expect our defensive line to be a lot much better than, or, or so much better than they are. So look for the stunts and confusion, the fake blitzes, mm-hmm. Pulling Especially, off Tershawn Wharton, Wharton to go into coverage while they bring in Willie Gay or Nick Bolton to go in on a quote-unquote blitz. It's just going to be trading out guys, giving Joey Burrow a different look. And not to mention, Joe Burrow had stated that, that, that there's no NFL stadium louder than any of the stadiums in the SEC. So look out for that. They, I, I That's a dare, a man. He, he's looking it's Chiefs fans straight in the eye and be like, be louder. I dare I, you to be louder. That doesn't make any sense. We're We're – we're rated or we hold the record for the loudest stadium in the world. So that doesn't even make sense, but he's also never played in Arrowhead. So I wouldn't expect him to know that, but that's just a childish statement. Yeah. And so one of the videos I saw, uh, I think it was just today of their practice. They've actually been pumping in sound into the stadium for their practice to be super duper loud. So they are going to expect it a little bit, but I don't think they fully understand the, what they're getting into. And not to mention this team's young. This team is yeah. very young. Yep. Their coach is not very was, good, and everybody around the league knows it. So watch out for just absolute chaos on their sideline. I was about to point that out, Tyler. Uh, the right guard and right tackle for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are both only 24 years old. And is one I, of those Kima Dennis uh, Yes, one yes. of them is. Um, but I, I would say definitely look for – uh, some Melvin Ingram bull rushes on that right guard and Chris Jones coming around the outside uh, doing some work on the right tackle who will be a little bit confused because uh, an experience there I think is going to get him when Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram are lining up over now, top of you. Now, Kima Deneji is a Kansas, former Kansas Jayhawk, uh, so I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, but having watched him at Kansas, I don't think he's ready to de- to block Chris Jones. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go or Melvin well. or Frank. No, uh, I, I did. I did want to point out too, is like 
watch out for the next two games from the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, barring we have to get through this week, but watch out for it because there's one player, one of them is getting cut. That's Anthony Hitchens. He's done. There's one player who, if we cut, will help with cutting Anthony Hitchens to bring in a total of $30 million to our already $20 million in cap space next year. And that's Frank Clark. Now we know that he is top five in most sacks and playoffs. I said it uh, during our post-game show. Watch out for him in these next possible two games as these are contract games for him. He yeah. hasn't performed well in the regular season since the first season he was in Kansas City three years ago. So watch out for these to be his contract games. And he's a, when, when plays need to be made, he is the guy to look to in these situations. Hey man, he's going to be looking at this young offensive line ready to pounce. I also would like to point out that both the right guard and right tackle that I just mentioned that are 24 years old were also both sixth round picks. Woof. Big so wolf. not a, not a lot of uh, draft capital um, or experience put into that offensive line. It's, it's not looking good on that side of the offensive line. I, I think that Mel, Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones are going to have a heyday. Uh, you could even see some stunts with Chris Jones and Jaron Reed, maybe uh, confusing up that center a little bit. Um, but I, I think the D line is going to have a heyday. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo is definitely on in there on the drawing board looking at every single stunt that's been run on the Bengals this season and figuring out what works, what hasn't worked, and what things they haven't seen. So I, I would definitely expect a whole lot of those. I would also like to say you brought up them being six-round picks. Trey Smith was also a six-round pick for all you guys listening and th- saying, oh, he is a six-round pick. There's a difference. He was a second-round talent. He was first a first-round talent. He was a first-round talent. Round talent. He, was pr- he was projected previous to the blood clots that he was going to be a first-round pick. He dropped to the to the sixth because of a medical condition, and when the Chiefs realized that he had that wrapped up, they wanted to go ahead and take a shot on it and look at it. That's a first-round talent being picked up in the sixth. These guys from the Kansas City or the Kansas Jayhawks are not first-round, <laughs> first-round potential picks. They are right. they sixth, seventh, and undrafted free agent mm-hmm. level talent. Yep. And and that's yep. exactly what they got in protecting when they let up nine sacks for their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I I do think the Chiefs' D line is probably going to have a field day. Uh, let's do something kind of fun uh, before we pick this game. Before we get into more analysis here, um, name your favorite moment from each of the last three AFC title games for the Chiefs, including the loss. Mm. There's one that it's fairly obvious for me. The other ones could be up for debate. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot from the Patriots game. I I, I repress have... that all of the second half etched into my memory permanently for ill or for, for good, but it's all there. <laughs> Overtime's gone. Oh, I just remember a blur of third and nines getting converted by Gronk. And that's about it about overtime. Yeah. but. Um, and a pass to Julian Edelman going backwards over his shoulder into, I uh, can't remember whose hand, but somebody's hand. Yeah, that um, was beautiful. That was wonderful. But I would have back. to say from the next season, of the AFC championship uh, it was 2019 versus the Titans. I think it's probably going to be everyone's, but the most memorable was that the run was right mine. before halftime uh, as Patrick scores. See, that one is really good. Mine is the pass to Sammy that more or less sealed it, though. Um, yep. That that ball across <laughs> the middle on the run. Um, the mo- one of the most Patrick Mahomes throws you can you can think of. Um, 
That was beautiful. That that's mine from the Titans game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually present for that run. That run you were. was just unmatched. And that that's mine. I uh, don't think it was close. The, it would if I was at the last game, the well, I guess that doesn't count because it's divisional round. Oh um, no. But that's <laughs> definitely mine. It, it's got to be that run. It, yeah. It was so crazy after that. Caleb Butchers from last year's AFC Championship against the Bills. Man, last year's against the Bills. I don't know, man. Uh, I, that was a game that the Chiefs just like were so in control of for so long. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pick one because like there's so many plays that we made. Is that, it? And there wasn't one that just stood out. Is it Josh Allen throwing the football into? Uh, was it Chris Jones's face on the ground? That was funny. That might be my favorite moment of that game. That Honestly, was, that, that might be. One. It might be the Josh Allen throwing a little tantrum. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I think for the Patriots game, I would have to say it was the 30-second drive uh, to end regulation. Um, that, was that was pretty Obviously, sick. it ended in sadness, but like to make those throws in that situation under that pressure to extend the game after, again, 98% of quarterbacks, 99% ever, the game's over. Like That's it. Yeah. You just yeah. took the knockout punch from Brady and the Patriots in the AFC title game. Like You're done. It's, it, you're not winning. And and Mahomes, you know, makes makes two like ridiculous throws again and leads them back in the field goal range. And then they get it. And it goes over time. We know how it ends, but that was a great moment still. Um, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's fun. I, I, I there's gonna be another there's gonna be more moments in this one, right? Like, I mean, it's the AFC title game. How could there not be? There's gonna be something. Unless it's oh, a fifty-five to nothing blowout, in which case, sure, let's just do that. That's fine too. I don't mind that. Expect Jamar to have a moment or five. Yeah. Jamar is going to make a play. He will. He, he, there will be a Jamar play for sure. But all right. Are we ready to pick this or any, any last bits of analysis, any last bits of, of wisdom here before we go into picking this game? No, sir. All right, Tyler, what are you feeling? Chiefs Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. Well, with uh, odds brought to you by a sports book that shall not be named uh, in the two o'clock matchup on Sunday, Kansas city is a seven point favorite. And I have, with all the adjustments and all the chaos that I'm expecting with from the team and from the crowd, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this one because they average 33 points a game to win this one at 38 to 21. That is a bold prediction there, sir. Um, I, I can't, like, I want to say that the Chiefs, I, I think this, it has the potential to be a little more low scoring than I think a lot of people are, are thinking it will be. But the Chiefs just they rarely score below like 30 in these games. Uh so I I I I gotta stick with the trend. And I think the Chiefs are gonna win uh 35 to 27. The only time the Chiefs have scored less than 31 in the playoffs was when Mahomes got hurt for like two and a half quarters. And the mm -hmm. other time when 
the when the O line uh, just decided not to play. Uh, that those those are those are the two times that the offense has scored less than 31. Uh, every other playoff game under Mahomes, it's been 31 or more. I think that trend yeah. continues. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win 37 to 27. Uh, and I do think there's a bit of a knockout punch kind of touchdown late that wins it. I think the Chiefs are going to a third consecutive Super Bowl um, over the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a blast one way or another. Uh, appreciate the ride. Uh, really do. Oh, regardless yeah. of what happens, uh, just kind of appreciate what you're watching because it's it's the not season as a whole has just been ridiculous. It's, yes, it's been yes. so fun to watch. We're, we're going to have, we hopefully will have Mahomes playing on this team for a long, long time. Um, seemingly so, but even then, like it's going to end at some point and, and let's, let's appreciate it while it's going on. I think, I think, I think it's the best way to look at it, but all right. NFC title game prediction. We got Niners at Rams. What's the spread? Rams are three and a half point favorite. Also and this Chiefs. is to play at home for the second Super Bowl in a row for a home team. Because, because of, as soon as the Chiefs start getting good, <laughs> As soon as the Chiefs can actually can, like keep, think about playing in this game, uh, they the, keep giving home teams to the team they might. Play. Now, now the home teams just decide to be in the NFC title game every year, of course. Um, also, by the way, Bengals Chiefs at two o'clock, Niners at Rams at five. Uh, just to clear that up, everyone should know that. But you know, just in case, um, this is weird. The Niners have beaten the Rams like what the last six times, last um, something like that. Sean McVay has not beaten the Niners as a head coach. Which is so That's weird. Ridiculous. It's so weird. I don't know. This is a really tough game. I've picked against the Niners twice. They've proven me wrong twice. Uh, I picked the Rams the first time. I picked against them the second time. And I was almost right. They've proven the second me right time. twice. Uh, so I'm one and three in the playoffs picking <laughs> these two teams. So uh, <laughs> don't take don't take what I'm about to say with any, any amount of seriousness. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams, though. I'm going to take them to host the Super Bowl, I guess. Uh, it hasn't happened. It's only happened once for a reason. I think it's going to happen twice. I think the Rams, if the Rams play an A performance, they are better than the Niners. They're, they're better than the Niners with a lot of performances. But the Niners haven't playing well. I think this is going to be close again. I think there's going to be a lot of energy in that building. I think it's going to be a very intense atmosphere. But I am going to take the LA Rams to win the NFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl where I think they'll play the Chiefs. I'm going to take them to win uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say 26 to 23. And uh, Landon is one and three in these match for these teams in this playoff. And I am the opposite. I'm three and one because I thought Tom Brady was going to beat the Rams, but uh, I have taken the, Ram, uh, the 49ers twice and they have won twice. I, for one, think that the streak is going to continue. I've got the 49ers going 7-0, and and we are going to have, for me in my predictions, a Chiefs 49 game uh, by the Niners. Uh, special teams, they're going to win special teams again. And I've got Jimmy G surprising a lot of folks on Sunday. Uh, I believe they play on Sunday. But I got Jimmy G surprising some folks. Give me the Niners 21-10. to I'm torn. I'm torn. I, I don't know. I've been like thinking about this since the Niners and the Rams have both won, and I have no idea which way I want to go about it. It's going to be a very, very, very close game. I'm not a believer in Jimmy G. I don't think most people are. And he's proven that he can at least win you games to get you in the spots that you need to be. But he's not going to be the reason that you ever win a game. He's also not going to be the reason that you ever lose a game. 
unless it's the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Um, unless man, your coach that, like, decides that throwing the ball is the best option for a running kid. <laughs> right. That's true. It's not Jimmy G's fault they asked him to throw the ball. Um, th- this defense for the Rams is so good, and the defense for the Niners is also one of the best defenses. Both of them is probably some of the best defenses that we've ever seen, especially in this era of football. Um, I, I have a fear of the running game for the Niners just because that defensive line is so good. It's so good. Coverage is going to be tough. Debo Samuel's probably going to light everybody up, including Jalen Ramsey. I don't think Jalen Ramsey has actually ever been that good against elite level receivers. We know he couldn't stop Tyreek. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick the Niners to win this just based on, I think they've got a little bit better defense uh, in this position and their special teams is better. I'll go Niners win this game and we'll have a Chiefs Niners rematch. Uh, Niners win, man, like 23 to 17. So I'm on Chiefs and Rams. Tyler and Kayla both on Chiefs and Niners. Um, either way, we're all in the Chiefs to get back to another Super Bowl. That's that's the game pick. It's just game pick this week. Um, it's gonna be fun. Championship weekend is is always is always awesome. It's always a lot of fun, uh, even when the games are blowouts. Because hey, teams are going to the Super Bowl, and then it's fun to think about the Super Bowl, uh, which is what we will be doing, hopefully with positive thoughts as opposed to uh, Bengals thoughts, which in this case would just be negative thoughts because that would be a really bad, sad thing to happen. Uh, I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savatinaya. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. Who are you guys rooting for if the Chiefs can't win? Bengals. I got the Bengals and then the Rams and then the Niners. Yep. Actually, you know what? I would like to see the Rams win because of of Stafford. Yeah, Um, I, I would like to see Stafford win one as well. Yep. Just not that's the only reason I got Stafford above the Niners. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously, we don't really, I will have much less investment if the Chiefs don't win, but I would guess root for the Bengals if I had to. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, not many shows left for us either. Uh, you know, if the Chiefs win, we will have, well, it's Pro Bowl week. We'll probably still have two shows next week if the Chiefs win, uh, and then probably two shows after that, uh, you know, going into the Super Bowl at least. Um, and then after that, we'll see. If they lose, uh, maybe like one or two. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Look out uh, for the off-seasons interview yes. uh, bonanza as as we did this this last summer. We've got some things cooking on the books for you guys. Yeah, no, definitely stay tuned for that regardless of what happens. But we hope to be previewing uh, a Chiefs Super Bowl by recapping an AFC Championship win next week. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.